0: Hey listeners, what's up? It's Jeff Zimfer bringing you another hot off the presses episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio Podcast. So who are you? How are you? What's going on in your life? I'd love for you to connect with me. A couple of different ways you can reach out directly to me. You can always send me an email directly and that would be podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com connect with me on Facebook. We do have a private Facebook group just for you, our uh, mortgage podcast listeners. And that is a mortgage marketing radio, uh, group over on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and type in mortgage marketing radio and, uh, ask for an invitation, uh, acceptance into our private community of uh, loan officers, where you have access to additional content, training resources, things like that. Cool stuff. You don't, uh, you know, you don't always get here just on the podcast, whether you're listening or watching. And then, um, I do want to give a special mention to the Industry Syndicate, which is real estate's only media network, which I'm a uh, member of. And what uh, the Industry Syndicate is, is a growing uh, resource library of shows, flash briefings, right, things like that, podcasts that are generally real estate, mortgage-related and focused. And they just came out with a brand new app, which you can download and get, get access to all member content there, such as myself. So once again, that's Industry Syndicate. You can check that out in the show notes or just google industry syndicate and you should get where you're going there and also i want to acknowledge uh, again listeners that love to hear your reviews and your feedback if you'd like to leave a review you know what to do just leave a review wherever you're listening to this itunes right tends to be where most people listening to it if you want to want to go over to our facebook page right you can do it there um and i would appreciate that and uh, what i do is uh, exchange a little uh you know podcast swag for uh your review um call it an ethical bribe if you want but just really it's just a way for me to you know build a closer connection and community with you our listeners um and what you get is a little podcast swag box includes a t-shirt kind of you know cool sticker you can put on your laptop and uh, we're looking at adding some other things in there as well but if you uh, want to leave us a review uh, you can do that much like um my friend Chelsea Pites has who Chelsea Pites is uh, a leader uh, a podcast host in her own right uh, she's also a Member of the industry syndicate. You can find her show over there, The Voice of Social Sales. Um, you can find her on Instagram, kind of her main channel, Chelsea Pites. Um, but uh, Chelsea left me a review, and so I want to give her a shout out. Where she says is relevant info and guests. The podcast brings relevant content focused on the education and elevation of the real estate industry at large. Industry interesting topics, guests, and ideas that can be implemented immediately to increase your mind share. And market share so chelsea pites shout out and thank you to you would love to get you a podcast t-shirt as well have you wear that proudly and uh all you need to do guys is uh when you do leave me a, re- a review let me know you did hit me up typically facebook messenger is the best place and uh just let me know you left a review what your mailing address is and your t-shirt size and we'll get one off to you just heads up there might be a slight delay because i'm uh in between uh inventory And uh, usually it takes a a couple, three weeks to even get those back from my t-shirt provider. So that's that. Um, And if you uh, don't forget, by the way, these video, these uh, podcast interviews, if you're listening to this and you want to go deeper, we actually do have video versions of these over on the YouTube channel. We've got other video content over there. We're growing that out. So if you ever want to check that out, you can just go over to YouTube and search um, for mortgage marketing radio. Uh, And find me on there. And then so let's get into this week's episode. So this week, uh, my special guest is Brian Case, who is ranked as the number one uh, originator by units in the state of Oregon. Um, the equivalent of, uh, I think it's over 270 units for roughly 70 million ish, plus or minus. He corrects me during the interview. So if you want the exact numbers, just listen in and get that. And I wanted to have Brian on here because, and this is just a short, right down and dirty tactical, Uh, tactical review of what Brian's doing to generate so many units, so much business, and he's been in the business for over 22 years. He has an an assistant that's been with him for 20 years. Amazing. He's got a team, three people that uh, are his lead to contract people and three people that are his contract to close people. And we briefly unpack a little bit how he integrates using them into uh, his business process. Um, But what we dive in with Brian is how he leverages HomeBot to get massive open rates and engagement and referrals uh, for himself and his realtor partners, leveraging HomeBot. And that's really coming up a lot on my radar. We're going to do a deeper dive on HomeBot in future episodes. Um, He talks about how he uses BombBomb and automates the high touch with the high tech with birthday, anniversary messages, integrating BombBomb to his overall kind of sales uh, process. And then, of course, uh, he's keeping it real uh, with Lunch and Learns, right? A more, if you will, traditional approach, but this is where he has the opportunity to really go deeper with agents, create loyalty, uh, add new agents to his funnel, so they do a monthly Lunch and Learn as well, and you're going to hear a little bit about that and how he does those types of things. Um, oh, and then we talk about his uh, process. 90% of applications that Brian takes or his, you know, that people complete are online, using their online application on their website, but... Um, 70 to 80% of those online apps are converted to an in-person meeting, which obviously increases trust, uh, reduces resistance, reduces rate shopping, and increases conversions for Brian and his team, which leads to him his ability to close so many units every year. And uh, we'll put links and everything in the show notes to, uh, to find Brian. Um, and I just think it's a really great look. If you want to hear from, right, a kind of a top producer in terms of units and volume, right? What are the tactical things that are moving the needle for him every single month? Well, listen to this episode and you will hear how it's working for Brian Case at Guild Mortgage. Without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Brian Case, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. And what I always like to do is allow you to tell kind of your personal version of the intro. The listeners already heard the formal intro, but um, give us the, you know, kind of a minute, two minute version of um, how long you've been in the biz. What do you enjoy about this business after how many years have you been in? You're up. <laughs> you know, I've been in the business uh,
1: going on 22 years. I uh, can't believe it's been that long. Um, But, you know, this business gets in your blood and it just, it doesn't get out. You can't, it's hard to leave this industry. Uh, The reason I do it mostly, and it might sound cliche, but I love helping people. I get to travel a lot internationally and I've seen what true poverty is and how people without a lot of opportunity live. And I just think in in the States, we have so much opportunity and the average person has a negative net worth. And I try to take the the approach to help my clients understand finances better um, and, and create use real estate as a tool to create future wealth and, and prosperity.
0: Hmm. Um, when you say you travel internationally, I'm, I'm immediately curious about that. Is that, are you involved in some philanthropic like, m- mission opportunities or w- what is that really?
1: Yeah, I'm on the board for Helping Hands International. And so mm-hmm. um, I lead teams to Africa and places to do well projects and and uh, um, basically house building in Mexico, uh, all kinds of projects that we do around the globe, but, and we do disaster relief locally as well. But, mm-hmm. so again, it's just about trying to help give people a hand up. Right.
0: Yeah. But I think that's actually an interesting and a relevant point for the, for listeners, uh, because so often we're caught up in our own bubble. Uh, and to your point, right. We don't realize how good we have it here in the States.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We just did uh, last week. We did a campaign for the Oregon region uh, for our company to uh, raise $20,000 to put a new well in at an orphanage or a school in one of the biggest slums in Nairobi, the Mathari Slums. And so we were able to do that. So, like I said, we are so blessed to do what we do and earn the kind of money we can and live the life that we can. You got to give some back.
0: Yeah. And do you incorporate any of that? I mean, I've interviewed other people who are active in various organizations, like Give Back Homes, for example, or or others. Um, do you incorporate that into any of your kind of just overall branding?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I, I try to to do it from the heart, not for, not for the business aspect of it. Um, obviously, some of that spills over from your social media and stuff when you post stuff that does go out. But again, that's not the reason I do it. I do it yeah. Really, from a, from a heart perspective, and
0: perhaps I should have asked asked that a different way. I know that's not why you do it, um, but oftentimes when I do talk to people that are that are involved in those types of activities, and they're coming from the right place, to your point, that spills over. Um, but that like you know gets into the topic of cause marketing, right? And that people like to mm. like to associate sure. with people that are doing. Yeah. So have you seen that come up at all in conversations with clients over the years? Yeah. And we've done groups,
1: uh, group builds with like Habitat for Humanity. We've been involved in here as a, as a group and we'll, you know, we've had uh partner with some real estate agents and gone down out and done a, a Habitat house build and yeah. day build and, and raised funds for that as
0: well. You know, what's interesting about that? I've done that too, back in the day, um, Habitat for Humanity back when I was with Countrywide too many years ago to uh. remember, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, the 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 bonds that come out of that, like if you can do that with real estate agents, I mean the bonds and relationships that are forged there usually are solid and last a long time.
1: Well, it's it's you know uh, this is a, a far stretch of an analogy, but it's kind of like being in a foxhole with somebody, right? You make lifelong friends. Well, if you're kind of in that in that realm with them serving side by side for a common cause that doesn't, that's not about you, (laughs) Mm -hmm, Uh, that does, that does seem to, to create some good bonds and, and it just goes deeper. And isn't that what we really want to do with our realtor partners and the folks that we're doing business with, the deeper that relationship is, the more business you're going to be able to, to, to sustain over that
0: lifetime relationship. Yeah, right. absolutely. Good stuff. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that you're doing that. And of course, that kind of enriches your life in many, many different ways. Um, mm-hmm. Let's pivot then and get into our, our, our previous conversation. You know, you kind of unloaded on me all these tactical things that you're doing that help you become, if I'm correct, looking at my notes, uh, 2018, number one unit lender in Oregon? Yes, sir. Okay. And that was for 252 units. Is that correct? I believe it was 271. I'd have to double check. but All right. Well, I mean, we don't have to be exact. That's a heck of a <laughs> lot of units. Uh, and the volume on that, though, was what, 64 million-ish? No, it was about 76 million. Where so. am I getting my numbers from? I am completely <laughs> off. <laughs> What's good new, Good is the numbers are even higher than what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, man. How I've do you how do you become the number one unit lender? By the way, that's a heck of a lot of units, so congratulations. How do you become the number one u- unit lender in Oregon, the entire state?
1: Well, I, 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 got, I got to give a lot of it to my team. I've been able to uh, attract some great team members and build my team over 22 years. I, I, I did it wrong for so many years, and finally I started uh, hiring uh, hiring better. And uh, I, again, I've got one assistant that's been with me for 20 years, so she's been phenomenal. But wow. uh, But we were able to finally hire the right and attract the right talent and just kind of leverage what we were doing. So the, the team is just extremely strong. Um, again, it's about, it's about building your brand, mm. doing a good job and then
0: leveraging off of that. Right. You, you mentioned you, you have an assistant that's been with you 20 years. That's correct. Yeah. What, what's his or her role? Uh,
1: she is now my, she's my production manager. So she handles contract to close. So I have my team broken up into two mm-hmm. sections. I have, uh, the front end is what we call lead the contract back in this contract to close. Um, and, and she's basically my production manager and, and runs the, the whole contract to close.
0: So, All right. So, so that's like a really incredible statistic as you, I'm sure you well know in this industry to keep somebody that yeah. long. Um, yep. Secrets.
1: Well, here's the deal. I, most of my employees, most of my team members have been here long term. It's about building a good culture. Most of the, a lot of the coaching programs you listen to, they try to have you extract as much out of people and pay them as little as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've taken a different approach to that. My, my, my motto is a rising tide floats all boats. So if I'm making good money, if I take care of people, the, the cost of replacing an employer, they say, mm-hmm. is five times their annual salary. So why are we going cheap with some of these folks that are an integral part of our, of our production process? Right. Um, I believe in paying people above what the industry is because, again, it's if the old Zig Ziglar thing, right? Help people get what they want. You'll get what you want. You treat them nice. You pay them above average. They're going to give you above average results, and they're going to stick with you a long time. That pays dividends over the years because your, your realtors get to be dealing with the same people as well. They're not seeing a new person in your office every six months because you've blown them out.
0: Well, let me ask you this question. Uh, I don't know if you remember in this case or other people you've hired. I'm actually dealing with a couple of uh, originators right now who are looking for assistance. Um, where did you find her or any recommendations on finding good people? You know,
1: she actually started out as our receptionist <laughs> wow. uh, 20 years ago. And then uh, as we grew, she kind of then moved into kind of a processing assistant role mm-hmm. and then processing. And then I finally hired her on to, to my, she was my processor, but then I hired her on as my first loan officer assistant.
0: So you just time. saw something in her, how she behaved or how she carried herself and things like that.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, I, I think giving people opportunities when they're, when they're younger like that and you kind of grow them the way that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of validity to, the, to that. Um, another gal that works for another team that I manage here in in Medford, uh, she started out as uh, working for Jimmy John Sandwiches and we hired her out of that uh, environment as our receptionist, and then we see how they do in that role they 're multitasking we start giving them more uh, responsibility, which gives them more pressure, so you can see how they react and how they they operate under you know we, we, we have a lot of stress in our jobs right One of my assistants uh, announced this on her job description was uh, the ability to multitask in a high pressure environment <laughs> right so you can test them out in that reception role to see do they have what it takes to make it, and you kind of expose them more and more to the industry and and folks that are at that entry-level position to give them the opportunity to make the kind of income that you can make in this industry over the long term. Hmm. I just think they're much more appreciative of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's it's all, like you said, it's all about the good people and the quality of your team for you to be able to grow. They allow you to do what you do so well, which we're going to get back into now, which is... um, you know, obviously not just tacticals. You're you're a very strategic person, I know. Also, but um, for those listening, let's unpack kind of like the the key activities, if you will, that drive your business. Uh, back to my notes here. If I were if I'm reading this correctly, bulk of your business is real estate agents.
1: Yes, and real estate agents are probably our top, and then we'll pass clients as well. Um, but real estate agents are our
0: are our main focus. Yeah, let's take past clients for a second because I know you are a. Um, user of HomeBot, right? Absolutely. How long have you been Great using program. it? Yeah, uh,
1: We've been using it now, I think about uh, seven months. Um, the open rate on that is phenomenal. I, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the normal open rate on an email is about 5%. Yeah. Uh, the open rate on these is about 85% and the click-through rate is about 80%. It's pretty amazing. Uh,
0: how do you primarily use it?
1: So after we send it out on every loan that we fund, they end up getting home-bought. Uh, Again, it's kind of self-serving in a way as well, because what we're trying to do is keep them off the internet, (laughs) right? Because unfortunately, the Zillows of the world, the Redfins of the world, they're all coming after our jobs. um, And no one's going to serve them better than I think than we are, right? Because we have Mm a a local vested interest. We sit face-to-face with them. And so if we can give them the information they're looking for without them having to go elsewhere, Um, And it drives them back to us. I think that protects them as well as protects our business. Yeah, Because the HomeBot gives them a valuation tool every month. It says, hey, here's your digest. Here's what your home is worth this month. And then it takes them down a whole bunch of different rabbit trails based on whether they – is there an opportunity to refinance, opportunity to use some of that equity to buy an investment property or to
0: consolidate
1: or do some other functions.
0: Are you – utilizing any of the you know kind of co-marketing teaming up with agents features within Homebody?
1: Absolutely yeah I've had some agents that we've partnered with on that and they can actually upload their whole database um, and it's relatively inexpensive for them. I think it's like a $50 setup fee and 20 bucks a month or something like that. Don't quote me on those rates. But, um, but then they can send all that out to all their current database, right? Uh, which yeah. helps yeah. you partner with them. And, and there's some statistics, I think uh, like 85% of the people said they would use their realtor again, but only about 5% do It's because they've forgotten who they are. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. right, So if you're staying in front of them every month and that HomeBot to me is a great uh, a tool that's about the client, not about you but then still reminds them that you're there.
0: Yeah, it's funny. HomeBot's uh, come up on my radar a lot over the past just couple of weeks. And so I'm due to have uh, Ernie. Uh, I, I briefly met Ernie at a conference this past weekend. Um, Ernie, the CEO, uh, on, because I've talked about HomeBot on a previous episode as well, interviewed a, uh, you know, Todd Bookspan, Win by Noon. I don't know if you do, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He, had, he had a loan officer on who's been using HomeBot since the beginning. Like, I don't know, what's that, two, three years, something like that. Right. Uh, and just, yeah, crushing it with,
1: with... Well, the other thing I love about it, too, is it's automated, right? I'm big into automation and systems. I mean, we've got a huge database, and there's no way that I can, you yeah. know, be reaching out to these people as much as I want to on a regular basis. That's why I also use um, some of the tools um, um, with, uh, with video email and stuff that we use that are automated because it really... Anything that we can do to set it, click, set it, forget it, but still make it personal to me is, is the way to stay in touch with people.
0: Yeah, so let's go down the list here because that's what we did in our original conversation. So HomeBot, you're using that. People, I'm going to put links in the show notes to all this kind of stuff. Um, but Bomb bombs is what you're referring to with the video email, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So a couple, a couple of ways that you really integrate that into your process that you think differentiates you.
1: Well, like I, said, I used to try to call, you know, call all of my past clients on their birthdays and their loan anniversaries and, and you'd have great intentions, but then, you know, how our, our day can blow up on us. and so next thing you know, you're two or three days behind. You're like, well, now I'm, I would just look silly yeah. calling them. So <laughs> I'm just going to scratch that. I'll get them on the next one. Right? right. Well, BombBomb has something that you can upgrade to called BombBomb Prompt, and you can actually record a video and use a script that isn't, it's personal, but it doesn't use their personal name, but you can, you basically make it, it looks like it's made specifically for that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be something like, Hey, Hunter uh, here, it's your special day today. Hope you get a chance to spend it with family and friends that you love. Hey, just want to tell you that we appreciate you. We're thinking about you. Um, have a great day. Yeah. Right. And the email comes from you to them. And the cool thing is, is you can record those about every three to six months and then the on their autom- on their birthday and their home loan anniversary it automatically goes out to them without you having to do it. And yeah. You just upload your database in there. So you never miss you never miss one.
0: And uh you know you mentioned open rates earlier with with uh, homebot um have you looked at kind of the open or engagement rates with BombBomb?
1: Yeah, I mean it's not near what homebot is um, but again because it is it, it it's about, I think it's about 23%. I'd have to double check those numbers again. But it's, again, because it's about them. It's their birthday. And right. you get some nice feedback from them. And, hey, thanks for thinking of me. You know, and I'm not trying to be disingenuous in that, because I do really want to wish them a happy birthday. Sure. But, yeah. I, you know, if you've got a 4,000 person database, it's impossible to make that many calls in a day. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and to some degree, I think your intent with the the video element of it is uh, a certain degree of personalization or personal connection back to you, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you said so. You, you know, you we said,
1: want to be high tech but high touch. That's I stole right. that slogan from from my company because that's their goal right now. <laughs> but there's a lot of high tech, low touch. We want to be high tech, high touch.
0: Yeah. So, did you say you had a four thousand person database? Uh, There's about four thousand in there. Yes. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's tough to. And what is your CRM of choice? We use Salesforce. It's phenomenal. Salesforce. Do you use the Jungle version?
1: Uh, Our company actually instituted Salesforce into our. That is their company's CRM, Uh and it's instituted into our workflow and everything. It's 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 been phenomenal.
0: Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Uh, okay, so we talked about some technology you're using to kind of automate, to create, you know, uh, high-tech plus high-touch, Bomb, home uh, uh, HomeBot as well. But then um, you're also doing some of the more traditional, if you will, boots on the ground, face-to-face stuff uh, with lunch and learns. Is that correct?
1: Yes, yep. We do a lunch and learn here in our office the first Wednesday of every month. Um, And we invite realtors in. We cover a specific topic. Um, It's kind of cool. One of the reasons is obviously to get them in there and and give them some information of value. But one of the things that comes out of those events, a lot of realtors are stuck in their silos, right? Like John L. Scott agents only hang out with John L. Scott agents. And Kelly Williams only hang out with Kelly Williams agents. And when you get them into a room and they... They might have heard their name, but they've never actually met them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems to me like it, when you're in a deal, if, if there's a relationship involved, details don't really get in the way. Um, if there's not a relationship involved, details seem to always get in the way. So if you can get them in there, they create relationships. I've had people become great friends that they've met at one of our events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when next time they're in a deal together, like, oh, I'll just give them a call. I, we, we know each other. It just makes it much easier.
0: Yep. Um, on average, um, and I know that it varies greatly based on a variety of factors, but on average, how many agents are you getting to show up for your classes?
1: You know, it's, <laughs> it's they're agents, right? So uh, again, they, they have a lot on their plate. So they, we might have 12 register and have two show up. We might have three register and we'll have 10 show up. You just yep. never know. Right. Right. So it's just, the key is just keep doing it.
0: <laughs> and, are, and are you the one typically presenting content? Do you mix it up? What's that look like?
1: Uh, I was for a while. Um, my daughter has been on my team now for about f- uh, five years now, and she's kind of heading that up now. Again, I'm, I'm trying to get better at the delegation and <laughs> yes. what things is... of that nature. But normally what we would do is we, we don't necessarily, we have lunch and learns that we can do and present ourselves. Right. A lot of times we'll just pull up some content uh, from another coaching service that we're involved in, yep. um, which also coaches real estate agents and tap into some of those resources because we want it to be relevant to them. We don't want them to to be a lender. Right. So it it allows them to.
0: What are like, when you do pull that, by the way, that's uh, you, you mentioned that before from the core, they provide some of that stuff. Yep. Um, What, what are some of the topics that are, you know, quote relevant to them or that you find that they, they are more interested in.
1: Um, typically again, if it's anything to do about helping them succeed better at their job, like uh, listing presentations, um, um, how to attack your database, time management is always a good one, right? Um, cause I think they, they need that more than I do. Um, and I need it a lot. <laughs> Sales and marketing
0: stuff, right? Digital marketing yeah, just
1: you know, there the, the good thing about it. A lot of the stuff isn't new. It's just, we need to be reminded of these things. So we know what to do half the time, but it's just getting those refreshers that, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop doing that. Oh yeah. I need to start doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, just keep fine tuning stuff.
0: And what, what, uh, and by the way, I'm just kind of drilling down on this a little bit because, uh, um, this is, you know, for those listening, they're like, you know, here goes Jeff talking about aging classes again, but it is a sweet spot of mine. <laughs> but, but, um, And again, you may not know because you've turned it over to your daughter, but I'm just curious, like, you know, what, what percentage of those attending are like existing, you know, you're investing in those existing relationships versus new getting in your funnel, et cetera.
1: I would say probably 80% of the ones that come are already people that we're doing business with, but we try to put some new ones in there as well, because what happens if you can invite a new one in, they're going to talk with the people that already know and love you there. And they're going to be like, yeah, these guys are great. Uh, that's what we use and it kind of helps cross sell.
0: All right. So then last question on this is, uh, do you then find it a good feeder, if you will, right, to uh, maintain the stickiness and loyalty, but then also to to add new agents to your, you know, database and partners? Yeah.
1: I and mean, it's always giving you a reason to reach out to them, right? Because if mm-hmm. you're calling them, you want to be inviting them to something or thanking them for attending something or not just calling up. Hey, it's not raining today.
0: What's going on? <laughs> so, right. Um, right.
1: so again, it's, it gives you a reason to reach out and add something of value.
0: Okay. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Okay. So back into some more more tactics and, and how your business is set up. Um, you are taking. I wrote down a figure from our last conversation. Uh, you might want to correct me a little bit on this, but ninety um, percent of your apps are online. Is that correct? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and by the way, is that like to your website? Is that a mobile app or is it both?
1: It's to our website. So within, the, within our, uh, um, our system, we can send them an invitation to apply online. Mm-hmm. It allows them to give us information the convenience of their own home um, when they have access to some of the data that they normally don't end up bringing to the, to the appointment. And our goal is still to get them face-to-face, but what we want them to do is give us the information up front. That way we have a chance to, to work on the file before they actually get there. And then when, they, when we're meeting with them for our face-to-face, we can have an actual tangible conversation and they can walk out of there knowing exactly where they stand. So we get their permission to pull credit. We have them upload documentation or give us uh, the authority to pull that documentation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we get in, we're not, you know, I'm not sitting there spending an hour taking a 10.03. That's already done. We can leverage our time by getting right to what their goals are, walk through some different options for them, and, and just have a much deeper conversation about what they're afraid of, what their goals are, and how we can help them get there.
0: Um is your online process the uh, online app you refer to? That there is that also asking them, you know, to connect their various uh, financial institutions, assets, things like that. Correct account checks, day one certainty stuff. Yes. Okay, and and I'm curious. Like, do you? What what percentage of the people actually follow through on that? And the reason why I ask is because I've gone through the process myself on a few different lenders. Some are better than others. I haven't done your app, so you know, so I can't really judge it. But I'm curious if if that's a breakdown point, or you find most people are actually going through all that
1: it's we're not getting a high percentage right now being honest probably three to five percent and then what we're doing is we're changing our scripting these days to try to encourage that more and if they don't do it in the original app when we're talking with them on the phone setting the appointment hmm. we're trying to ask again because again there's so many reasons why i'm i'm pushing my team to to do more of that day one certainty stuff yeah it makes clients experience better it makes our jobs easier it makes our underwriting easier removes reps and warrants on some of the deals so, yes. so
0: um, okay, cool. Then tell me about your process um, for getting people to come in person at some point because you used use scripting. I love that. So what tell, what that tells me is you have a structured process to move them from offline. I'm sorry, to uh, online to offline. Um, so just articulate kind of what that process is, because this goes back to your team that you have your lead to contract would probably be the people who handle that.
1: Exactly. So when, the, when a new application comes in, they reach out immediately, welcome them, thank them for applying online, um, check to see if they've uploaded any documentation yet. If not, they follow up and explain how to get that documentation uploaded or to just fax it in if they're not comfortable scanning and uploading on their own into our uh, secured portal, um, get the documentation and then set the appointment to, to meet with either myself or one of them.
0: Hmm. Okay. And uh, what is, I sound like I'm asking all these like, you know, numbers and percentages, but this is kind of my style. Do you have a sense of how many people you're able to to bring in person versus who just want to do everything kind of virtually?
1: Yeah, I'd say we're probably getting about, I would say 70 to 80% would be coming in in person. That's our goal. We do a lot of stuff for people moving up from different states. So obviously they can't Mm -hmm. come in, but we try to get them to come in, uh, if they're up shopping for homes and stuff. Cause again, we want to create that bond. We want to create a relationship because yeah. if you're just quoting them numbers and they've just given you a little information over the phone, what, what stops them from picking up the phone and calling, you know, that online lender that just sent them a, a quote that they're never going to get.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, um, maybe that's worthy to just unpack a little bit in that. Like if you, let's just say you get a referral because a lot of your business is referrals from real estate agents. Um, What's what's that process? Do they go to somebody on your uh, the, your front-end team, or do they go directly to you? What's that look like?
1: If a, if a realtor refers a lead-in?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: typically, it's, it's going to go to, to my front-end team, and they're going to contact the person, um, again, encourage them, find a little bit of information about them. We have a sheet that they fill out, a purchase sheet, kind of gives us some preliminary information, mm-hmm. uh, kind of what their 10,000-foot um, Goals yeah. are right, um, and then we encourage them to make, do the online application, get them in, cross I sell see. the real estate agent, obviously, hmm. um, and then as soon as that's done, then then come in to, to meet with us one on one.
0: Yeah, good point. By the way, uh, don't overlook that cross sell the, the 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 real estate agent. That's a huge opportunity. Um, what I'm curious about, real quickly, because I've heard LOs in the past kind of push back on this whole team concept and and have agents allegedly say that. Um, they don't like that because they want their clients to work directly with you, right? The name and face of Yep. Them. How do you yep. overcome?
1: Well, that's something that we all struggle with. It's something that I've struggled with in the very beginning. And it, what it takes is for you to, at first, you're going to be, you're going to be the one that's talking to, with all of them. But then as as those agents get used to your team and talking to your team, that's part about inviting them in as well, right? Getting them in front of your team to meet these folks so that they know. Mm-hmm. They, I'm not disengaged with them. And what I tell them up front is, hey, I'm still very much involved in that. I do a pipeline meeting every day, so I know exactly where those are. We've got a funding log, so I can tell them exactly. You know when their appraisal was ordered. When it's back, I mean we we've, we've got some systems in place. So yeah. if they call me, I'm not less, Ah, oh, gee, I have no idea what's going on. But <laughs> um, no, I'm still very much involved, and I'm still they're still my client. Mm. Um, but there's just we can give them better service. Um, I'm a big picture guy. I'm not a detail guy. So I'm right. going to tell them that you well, know what, a lot of times this person on my team is going to give them a much better uh, experience than I would if I was. Collecting yep. the conditions, or if I was, you know, doing this, and then I, I can turn that around too to try to help those agents build their own team. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this by yourself? Mm-hmm. Let me show you how you can leverage yourselves because your highest and best use isn't probably, you know, out opening up the lockbox for the inspector to come in, right? Right. Your highest and best use is is prospecting, doing presentations, (laughs) you know, um, so it's always fine tuning that business. And you can use that as a, as an opportunity to not just be a, a lender for them, but maybe help them help be a business coach with them as well.
0: Yeah, uh, you said a couple of really great things in there. One, I like the fact that you're introducing the agents to your team, so they're getting comfortable with them because it's about trust, and they need to feel that mm-hmm. they're competent, uh, and that you're not Absolutely. trying to dish off those response those you know relationships. Uh, so that's well, Another
1: cool thing on that too is I like some of my contract to close people. Um, so I've got some agents. So hey, I want that person to be my contract to close person great (laughs) you know they they might like their personality better and so the the, another benefit of having a team is you've got multiple people on there that might mesh differently with different types of personalities so interesting
0: so then um if you've got you know three people on the front end for your lead to contract and then three handle contract to close what's your primary role today
1: my primary role today is is again prospecting Hmm.
0: um okay a lot of
1: prospecting Hmm. That's it, right? What's my highest and best so, use? Uh, I like to go out. I like to, I like to get with agents and talk to them about business strategy. Uh, try to deepen those relationships. Um, I'm also just looking for new opportunities for us to go after. I still meet with clients. Um, you know, that's still something that I like to do. Um, but I'm just, I, I do not. I don't care if I ever take another 10-0-3 again in my life. Right? <laughs> like, it's just not. <laughs> that's not exactly. something I enjoy. So I'm trying to to do what I do best. So it's lead the team, make it rain. Um, and just uh, continue to prospect and, and strategy, build strategy.
0: Tell me a little bit, um, about just real briefly, uh, you know, uh, your daily method of operation. You know, some people ask the question, kind of what's your morning routine. You can kind of tie that in, mm-hmm. but what I'm curious about is you seem to be, you know, a well-structured guy in terms of your daily activities that you have to do. So do you do like time blocking or stuff? How do you decide what you're going to do in a given day? How do you build out your week?
1: Well, again, yes, I do have my calendar blocked, but I'll be honest with you, I, it's something. the thing I struggle with the most because nine times out of ten, I'll have something blocked and I'll blow right through it doing something different. Um, so I'm, I'm continually being coached on that. I'm, I'm upping my level of coaching on that stuff because again, I want to get laser focused on, on what we do, so I can. Make more money, work less hours, and have better results. Right? (laughs) Isn't that what our goal is? (laughs) But but we do have structured things that we do. Like you know, we do a team huddle on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and that just Mm -hmm. kind of sets our day in motion. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do what I call our three one one. We uh, my team comes in, they have to give me the three most important things that they have to do that day. Their capacity that that gives them focus. They have to give me their capacity on a scale of one to ten, so we can load level if we need to. Also, let them know they're not in it alone. Um, and then they have to give me a win or something that they're grateful for because that tries to keep people in a better positive mindset. Um,
0: right, I want to so make sure we, I follow absolutely. that. I love that. So, the 311, three most important uh, activities for the day, right, for them to get done. Three
1: most the important things they have
0: to do. Yeah, yeah
1: give me the, the one. Second is
0: their capacity on a scale of one to 10. Okay, got it. Now, by the way, just you know, to, so, so capacity, capacity to do all three.
1: In other words, um, hey, I've got to – because, again, inevitably, you know, the business doesn't come in just yeah. on, a, on a smooth pace every day, right? So right. one day they might be hammered and just going, man, i got four files to disclose, and I've got uh, this many conditions i got to go at, and so many I've got to push to closing. There's no way they're going to get done everything they need to get done in that day. Mm-hmm. You might have someone else who goes, hey, you know what? I've got some capacity. Let me disclose that one for you, or let me take that off uh. your plate so we can secure that. And so people we can load level across the team so that one
0: person's not buried while the other person's twiddling their thumbs. (laughs) That's interesting. Um, Do you also then, you know, attempt or try to try your best, right? Uh, It's all, it's all, it's a never ending journey, this whole time blocking thing. Um, Are you structuring then kind of, you know, I'm envisioning your calendar, like outbound calls. Do you have theme days of like, you know, realtor theme, client theme, that kind of stuff? Correct. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, do you do anything? That, so this is a question I've been kind of entertaining lately. I hear other, you know, these big podcast gurus and stuff ask, like, what's your morning routine? Sometimes it's revealing. Sometimes it's average. Come on in.
1: <laughs> what, <laughs> well, it's time for our team huddle. So. <laughs> oh, oh, it is? All right.
0: I got to let you go. So is the, do you have a specific morning ritual you like to follow that helps you prepare?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. You mean, like, from getting up to, yeah, to coming yeah. in? or uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I, I, again, I'm, I'm getting back on track with this, but I like getting up at normally five o'clock. We're up. Um, my wife goes to the gym. We call her buff. I'm puff. It works for us, (laughs) (laughs) but but I've been getting on my Peloton. Then I get off of that, do a little exercise, do a little prayer time, (laughs) um, and just kind of focus on the day, meditate on what's coming up. Um, and then again, then when I come in, my calendar at work starts, right?
0: What, What time are you generally at the office by?
1: Uh, normally about eight fifteen. Okay, All right. Got That's it. kind of later than some people might think, but our hours are eight fifteen to five fifteen. So.
0: Yeah. Well, that's actually earlier than a lot of other levels, too. So (laughs) (laughs) I hear 10 a.m. a lot from people. I'm like, what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. They come in at 10, take lunch at uh,
1: 1130, come back at 2, leave at
0: 4 and wonder why they're not doing any business. Right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, man. Listen, I know you got to run, but anything, uh, you know, now we're heading into 2020, a new decade, anything on on the horizon for you for prepping for that?
1: Uh, coming up I, I, I just uh, jumped into a brand new coaching program that i 'm really excited about 've uh, taken us to the next level, hopefully uh, we just uh, also got the nod to uh, open a satellite office and the biggest real estate office here in town so i 'm excited about that um, so we 're just continuing to try to to look for opportunities to grow
0: yeah, love it man and you 're approaching it in a very systematic structured way <clears throat> and obviously doing some great things. With your people and your team, it is Bosses Day. So in the background, we can see the <laughs> Happy Bosses Day balloons. Congratulations to you. You're clearly a good leader and um, caring about your people and making a difference in their life. So I wanted to acknowledge you for that. Um, for anybody who's listening who wants to connect with you, what would be the best place you want to send them?
1: Uh, they, can go, they can email me if they want. Uh, bcase at guildmortgage.net. Mm-hmm. Or they can call me at 541-890-TIME. T-I-M-E. Whoa, that's cool time to call brian
0: (laughs) (laughs) love it love it and i'll put links to your facebook page and linkedin in there as well perfect all right listen brian i know you got to jump you got your team huddle going on so i appreciate you making the time and uh being here and listeners as always we appreciate you tuning in if you like this episode or any of the others hey help us out do us a favor and leave us a little review on the socials and uh, we'll see you on the next one bye for now